listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. All of it. Like, all of it. Every bit of it. Um, We received an email from a listener this week. That's how you know we're big. Huge. 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 In uh, Thailand. It's weird, but yeah. (laughs) Thailand. (laughs) Actually, actually he's in Sweden. uh, Thailand's close. No, it's not. (laughs) All right, so um, I responded to this email already, but I also mentioned to him that we would discuss it on the podcast. Um, So this is his email, um, edited slightly for necessary purposes. Uh, He was was not being vulgar. No, no, just name. (laughs) And uh, so he said, I just discovered your podcast here in Sweden. I am British, but I live out here in Sweden. Wanted to say it's great. I mean, of course. This. <laughs> just kidding. Just, just read the damn email. <laughs> Please. All right. He says, it's great. Really enjoying it. I'm planning a trip to the north of Sweden this summer. And Sarek, I guess that's how you say it. Sarek, Sarek. That's a national park. Regarded sure. as Europe's last true wilderness. Uh, could you share some tent advice for that? No worries if not. My challenge, I'm flip-flopping ridiculously between weight, reliability, possibility my girlfriend sleeps really cold. Um, He said, I'm six feet tall, which poses some challenges. The reason I'm emailing you guys specifically is I've been questioning if Hilleberg Anaris, Anaris, what did we decide that? Anaris. 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 Yeah, Anaris. Anaris. Uh, could be ideal given weight and potential robustness. I'm listening to your show where you got quite excited about it and wondered if you tried it out and would take it on an and would take it on an eight day trip in the middle of nowhere in Sweden where it can get mega windy. Yes. And if you're three to four days from any building um, or people in the middle of the trip, I worry it might be drafty for the cold misses. Uh, other things I'm thinking about are the onion too. But my feet touch the fly and maybe press into the outer fly. Or my feet touch the inner tent and maybe press into the outer fly. The Nalo 2, it's heavier, more versatile. I think I can zip up all of the inner. The wind really chills my girlfriend. I think I can extend the outer a little further at the foot. The Copper Spur Expedition, heavy but seems bankable. Seems bankable. And I fit in them Does because of the barrel. I... I yeah, I assume that's what that means. Uh, the Rogan 2, slightly longer but crazy expensive. Potentially not the flagship Hilleberg style tents. The tunnel tents is what he's talking about. Silly to spend so much and not get one of their tunnel tents. Anyway, um, uh, some guidance is welcome. Uh, thanks. Enjoy your podcast. Best. Thank All you. Right. 
Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for the email. That's it makes me excited that we're getting some emails from listeners and stuff, and um, that people are enjoying the podcast. Um, I already responded, but uh, I I won't tell you what I said yet because I want to get your guys' opinion. Well, I, I okay. have the onion and would and would recommend it, but I don't. I'm five nine. I'm not six foot, <laughs> so I'd have to have Greg. You're six two. Six two ish, yeah. I'd I'd want your opinion on, because there's the actual specs online what it says it is, but then when you sleep in it, it might. Right. Duh. It just might be a little different. So. Right. I think one of my first thoughts is, are you okay going away from a tube style tent in Hilleberg because the tube style tent is their flagship? But I think if you buy anything from the Hillebrig brand, they do not release it without making it the best in the industry. So if you're going to buy a dome style tent, buy a dome style tent from Hillebrig because it's going to be better than any dome style tent out there. I think you got there. that far, but I think the concern with the Honoris is, is it too drafty for the misses? Yeah, yeah totally. And I, I was just touching on one of the things that he said is yeah. it is that it is their flagship model and they do the best tube style tent in the market. But they also do the best dump style tent in the market and the best trekking pole tent on the market. I mean, as far as durability and things are going to go. Sturdiness. Um, sturdiness. I, I do think he brings up some very valid concerns of if you're four days from anyone and it's very windy, is it, is it going to work? Yeah, I'm sure it will. Is it the best option? Maybe not the best option um, for being clear out there. I don't know. Yeah, that... Anaris, as well as the other yellow label tents where they're three season tent, they have more mesh that you can't cover up with with uh, that ripstop nylon fabric and stuff. So they are draftier. Now that's great for managing condensation, but if it's cold, then they are drafty. And if you've got a cold night, you're sleeping, and you've got and it's really windy, and you've got a lot of wind going through. It doesn't add any warmth. One of the advantages of like a red label tent, which is their lightweight four season, is you can batten down the hatches and that'll add a good, I don't know, 15 degrees to the warmth inside your tent versus outside. I have noticed though, even with the yellow onion, it is warm, warmer than most tents. Right. Assuming, I mean, assuming you don't have like loads of wind Snow or something like yeah. that. Um, so, yeah, if you're worried about the draftiness and the coldness, then look at a red label tent because they're they're still relatively lightweight for a four season tent, um, but you're going to have more versatility as far as being able to seal out the drafts or um, get some good ventilation going uh, if it's a warm sunny day. Um, there's a lot of good there, but you are you are adding a couple of pounds just by going with the four season option. Um, the Big Agnes Copper Spur Expedition was an interesting one for me. Um, I don't have any experience with it. I've just checked it out online, and um, it looks interesting. And the it's a it's essentially a copper spur, but instead of all the mesh, it has ripstop nylon. All the windows you can cover with ripstop nylon. They use a thicker diameter pole, so it's sturdier, and they use like bigger loops in the where the stakes would go so that you could use skis or other things to be able to hold it down. So it's meant to be a four, proper four-season tent in a lightweight package. Now on the weight, you're looking at like five and a half pounds or something for that copper spur, so you're probably going to save yourself 
two to three pounds on something like that versus a Hillebird, which is which is significant. I mean, that's quite a bit. One of the advantages with the Hillebird that I really like, especially in an area that gets rain regularly, is having the inner tent and the outer tent connected and the poles on the outside of the fly allows you to set it up in the rain while keeping the inside bone dry. And you can't do that with the Big Agnes or most a lot of the other tent companies out there. You have to set up the inner tent first or I mean you can set up the fly first if you want to do like a, the fly and the footprint together and then climb on the inside and then try to connect the inner tent to that. That is a possibility but it's a pain in the butt especially if it's windy. Well if you look at the history of Hilleberg it was why Bo Hilleberg invented the Hilleberg in the first place was because he was tired of setting up that separate rain fly and wanted to figure out how to make that system work great and then they just happened to go ahead and use um, some of the best proprietary products that they've made themselves over the years and so we built the sturdy tent around that but that's because of the rain because of where Hilleberg is created and made it's uh, often cool and rainy that was sort of the big deal right you know, I mean, that's why that's why they were invented right and they save weight where they can like that curlon fabric that they use is ultra light i mean it's really really lightweight and so they use it on the outer on the fly and the upper parts that's not getting a lot of abrasion but then they reinforce the floor and the tie down points and stuff to make sure that um, those things aren't going to fail because those get a lot of abuse and so they really are meant to last generations if you take care of them um, but that's a big thing for me um, here in Utah where it doesn't rain at least during the summer it doesn't rain that much we're in a desert um, even in the mountains it just doesn't rain that much and so you can kind of get away with these those other styles of tents and be fine and every once in a while you pay for it if you have to set up in a rainstorm those those things don't just happen uh, as often in Sweden or and you would know better than us um, but the person that sent us that note would know better than us what the weather is in Sweden but as far as I understand Sweden is kind of similar to like the Netherlands I lived in the Netherlands for two years and during the summer you might have weeks without rain or sometimes even a month or two without rain but usually you get rain very regularly and um, like a little bit of rain almost every day and sometimes a lot of rain and so um, the chances of having to set up the tent in the rain are are pretty high and having a Hilleberg style tent just to keep everything dry on the inside that's a big deal and the first time that you know carrying the lighter weight Big Agnes or, or the lighter weight MSR or some of those other tents um, it would be really nice but the first time you set up your tent in the rain and all of your stuff is getting soaked you're probably gonna say Ooh, it was worth carrying the ex extra two pounds um, and if that's something that happens on a regular basis then it's definitely worth it I'd, I'd look to save weight in other areas um, so anyway those are some of my thoughts yeah I completely agree with your thoughts <laughs> The um, so the yellow label tents have mesh. Their flies don't go all the way to the to the ground, so you do get a little bit more draft and stuff like that. 
if you're trying to avoid that, red label tends to be the option. The Nalo, so the onion is like the three three season version of the Nalo. The Nalo has a little bit more air, room in the foot areas. He's 6'3", I'm 6'2", but even in my Nalo, if I'm in a real puffy sleeping bag, if I've got a real warm sleeping bag, it'll rub up against the inner tent. If my rain fly isn't staked out real well, or it's wet and it kind kind of loosens a little bit, and I didn't go out and kind of tension the guy lines. Sometimes that inner tent and my sleeping bag will push up against the rain fly, and sometimes get a little bit of condensation on it. So that does happen on occasion, not not very often, but occasionally. So that's something to think about. Um, the other option is you could you could bypass the nalo and go with the is it called the, the kitum? Kitum? Yeah. And that is essentially, um, instead of, so the Nalo has a door on one end and a kind of a sloping end on the other, so it's a shorter, um, lighter weight version. The Kitem has doors on either end and the walls on, on both ends where the door are, are vertical. And so you get a lot more room on the inside of the tent because of those vertical walls and you're not going to have the, your tent rubbing up against that wall because it's it's vertical and it's not against the the rain fly on the outside so you got two doors two vestibules you can get it with the extra large vestibule but now you've got a tent that's like 100 feet long but, uh, <laughs> yeah i was gonna say that kitem gt is huge it's massive it's huge. we we set one up in the store years ago and it like extended the whole almost the whole length of our whole carpeted area around the sleeping bag <laughs> and the, so that is like the full length Whoa. And uh, it's a wild. long tent, so finding a place to uh, set up that long tent can sometimes be a challenge. But if you get the one that doesn't have the extended vestibule, it still has two vestibules on either end, two doors, which is really convenient. And um, you got a lot of room inside because of those vertical walls. It is about a half pound heavier than like the Nalo GT, um, but for a tall person, uh, the extra room on the inside it's a it's a sweet tent and that's possibly a tent that i would look at even as a replacement for my nalo as i think in the future for for my family for backpacking and stuff it's a pretty cool one that kaidem gt is like an expedition it's huge tent oh yeah that thing's amazing one thing that i really like about um all the red label tents is you can get a mesh inner so if you if I, i think that's one of the most versatile combos you can get is a red label tent and then the winter or in really harsh weather you have your really windproof awesome tent and then in the summer if you want to use the same tent you throw a mesh inner in there and it's a little more drafty and a little bit more versatile yeah one thing i actually really like and this counts for the nalo it counts for the kitem it counts for all of them is if you buy a footprint to go with them mm-hmm. if you're not in a in bug season you can just leave the inner tent at home and use it like a you know your lightweight rain fly over the top and your footprint over the bottom and save quite a bit of weight super roomy um we we would do that with our tent um even just for eating lunch on like we were backpacking in the tetons on the teton crest trail years ago and um since in september and we got stuck in a, in a pretty decent snowstorm right around lunchtime. So I threw up my tent, 
pulled out the inner tent and just had the rain fly or the uh, footprint on the bottom. We climbed in there and we cooked we cooked lunch and we hung out and just because of the stove was cooking in there and we had four or five people in there and stuff. It got toasty warm even though it was like 25 degrees out outside the tent. And we just we chilled, we relaxed, we ate food, we you know, it was awesome. And then when we were ready to go, we kind of packed things up. We put that rain fly in its own separate bag so it wasn't getting everything else wet. Then when we got into camp, we pulled the rain fly out, set it up again, and climbed inside and connected the inner tent to it. And, it was and, and that's the pretty, key is the connecting sweet. the inner tent is, and it's a little bit of work, but it's it's, it's really not hard. It's not the hard. easiest you'll find in the industry. I mean, just oh, yeah. Them in there, so. Yeah. So, yeah, we're big Hilleberg fanboys here. Um, you know, but we, we have a few fangirls at the shop too. Yeah, but we've used a lot of different brands of tents and functionally just really don't find a better tent than Hilleberg in my opinion. Um, with that said, even though I have a Hilleberg, sometimes I opt for a wider tent. Um, and I usually do that when I know the weather's looking pretty good and, um, and when we're just going out for one or two nights and we're hiking each day and so we're covering a lot of miles lightweight is important and the weather's good but if we're ever base camping or the weather's looking questionable we pretty much always have the overbird so um so yeah so i think as far as i think the enon's my next time is it yeah yeah that thing's sweet it's cool as far as um you know, having a tent that's sturdy enough for the wind and the bad weather, the Anaris is plenty. It's going to be sturdy. It's, if it's a Hilleberg, it's going to be sturdy. It's really with those trekking pole tents, they're really solid because trekking poles are stiff, solid poles. Um, but they're really as sturdy as your tent stakes are firm in the ground. If you have good, solid tent stakes in the ground and it's set up well, you're you're going to be fine in really nasty weather. Um, if they're not staked well, then or or not staked properly, you don't have the right angles, the right tension and stuff on your on your guy lines and stuff. Then you're going to have some issues. But um, I wouldn't worry about sturdiness or weatherproofness or any of that stuff on the Anaris. But it will definitely be draftier than uh, than you'd get with the red label tent. Um. One one suggestion, you know, if you're not scared off by like a big Agnes style tent, um, um, let's see, what's it called? Um, so your your more traditional tent where you set up the inner tent and then the rain fly over the top, but that doesn't scare you away. Um, MSR makes a really cool tent that I have, and I've forgotten the name. Um, it's a four season tent, but it's kind of like it's a real lightweight four season tent. Um, kind of like that, that, uh, Copper Spur Expedition, and it is called... Just a note while you're looking for that, Hilleberg does say on, on there, uh, Honoris, 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 um, <laughs> that it's, it is remarkably strong, very light, roomy, but they do say that it is a tent for warm weather adventures, that's what Hilleberg says, so, um... If you do expect it to be cold, that might not be your, your go-to. Yeah. Um, so the Access is the MSR tent that I'm referring to. And it's like a 
kind of like a hubba hubba on steroids so similar to like a copper spur on steroids um, so the access two access three um, they've even got the remote two which has a big vestibule so those are some good options um, again on the inside you can and they have a remote three those are mountaineering tents um, you can zip shut the the windows and all that stuff and really seal them out and so I'm when it comes to like Big Agnes versus Nemo versus MSR my personal favorite is MSR over the three then Big Agnes um, and Nemo are probably a close second they're all good but I really like MSR and so you might if you're if you're kind of liking that copper spur maybe take a look at the access it's lightweight it's um, it's solid you're not going to be it's not going to be drafty those types of things and it's very similarly priced I'm um, looking at the weight here tech specs it's a lot lighter than the expedition copper spur so the the minimum weight's three pounds ten ounces for the two person and um, package weight's four pounds so that's like a pound and a half lighter even than the big agnes and it's gonna be a great tent yeah and it's well made um, Okay, I just said that Hilleberg says the Honoris is warm, they recommend it's a warm weather tent. And then in their photographs, <laughs> in their photographs, they've got, it says, even though it's our lightest two-person tent, the Honoris is still fully capable of handling all weather conditions during snow-free months of the year on a backpacking and berry gathering trip in the lower slopes of the Cascade Mountains. Hilleberg team member John Dykes uh, encountered classic cascade weather, meaning constant wet, fog, and rain. And it was just fine inside the hunters. Wow. Well, there you go. I'm um, just going to point out the Access 3, so the three-person tent, which is, you know, I prefer a three-person tent for two adults. Anyway. Uh, but the three-person tent, that's five pounds. That's package weight, four and a half four pounds six ounces minimum weight five pounds package weight for a three-person tent that's still lighter than the expedition copper spur so that's uh and it's well made it's sturdy it's well made um so that's maybe one to check out it's also that one's 700 so you're going to save yourself about two to three hundred dollars off of hilleberg um save yourself a few pounds similarly priced to the copper spur Expedition. Seven hundred. Yeah, it's still expensive. But uh, how much is the Honoris? Hmm, I don't remember off the top of my head. It's close to a thousand. It is really. Uh, let's see. Well, I feel like it was actually a pretty good price, like five something or six. Something. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Oh, maybe but I'm just off off my rock. I am tired over here, so. Honestly, for like three thirty in the afternoon, three thirty to four o'clock in the afternoon, and you just hit a wall. Yeah, it's four o five. Chase is seeing dream dreams over there. It's crazy. You should try power napping. Just set your alarm for eight minutes, and lay down with your feet above your heart. Like do this in the on the bed, the couch thing that we have in the office. Okay. What do you do right here? In the trailer. Oh, five ninety-five. Yeah, it's like it's it's not that and bad. Then, oh, except yeah. for eight minutes. After eight minutes, your alarm will go off. It's a quick power nap, and you should feel refreshed. Cause trying to keep your eyes awake is making you more tired. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm. And it's like weird, cause when I'm in the office, I don't hit a wall. Oh, you don't. But we've been sitting here for so long. 
I don't know. Moving and doing things and. And just just lay down. Put your legs up on Greg. Will you give me a foot massage, yeah, Greg? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Set the alarm. We should all try it. Eight minutes power nap. And we should record it too. Yeah, this will be part of the podcast. Yeah, eight minutes of silence yeah. besides our snoring. Besides the snoring. <laughs> all right, I found it. What? This is the tent. Okay. Okay. Are you pulling my leg? No, I'm dead serious here. <laughs> Alright, so if you really want the most comfortable weatherproof option and you and you want the the classic Hilleberg tunnel style tent. Mm. The Stallone or Stalin or whatever, XL. Probably not um, a Stalin. <laughs> it's not Stalin, it's Stalon. Stalone? I don't know. The two person? Three person? Um it's like twelve person. Oh, it's a group tent? Yeah. Yeah. It's only 57 pounds, 5 ounces. Still, yes. Still um, XL. The, it's the, the it's basic. The basic. The basic. Yeah. Now, you can buy, like, multiple and the, connect them together and stuff. Um, 14 person. Those things are so sweet. Oh, my gosh. So sweet. One day, I want to have it's so much money that I can just drop $5,800 on one of these and not feel bad about it it's like 60 it's a 60 pound tent yeah so cool though 60 pounds okay 57 or if you want to go <laughs> yeah or if you but want that's to, a house essentially so you could do the uh, the altai ul basic the ultralight basic and that's like an eight person tent but it's just the it's just the rain oh fly my gosh, that's are, nine pounds $1,100. Anyway, okay, so we I think we've said if it were us uh, in that in the in the weather and the climate that you're probably going to that you're going to be in, I think it's safe if to say we would me, all go Hillberg. My advice to him, yeah, I'll go well, I'll go Hillberg. Also, I I wouldn't go with the honorist because. I wouldn't take the chance of my lady friend being mad at me. Right. <laughs> at all. Yeah. Like, right. at all. Right. So, I'd step up. Happy wife, happy wife. Happy yep. girlfriend, happy wife. Happy life. Sweet. And then, and because if she can't complain that she's called, you've done your job. Yeah. And then the budget is secondary. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the moment she's miserable and cursing your name, you'd pay any amount of money <laughs> to get that back. And you can, yeah, you can't change that right. when you're out in the middle of nowhere. So, yeah. so I'm curious, what did you tell him? What was your recommendation? Yeah, pretty much what we all said. Uh, Hilleberg would be my first choice, and the main reason for that is, is because you can keep yourself dry and more comfortable in those types of climates. I suggested um, the... Going with the red label if he's concerned about warmth and, and that sort of thing. Those those red label tents they've got a lot of versatility built into them. You can really vent them well if mm -hmm. you, if it's warm. You can batten down the hatches and keep it really warm inside and stuff. So so yeah, I I told him that and then I I mentioned that take a look at the kitem if you're concerned about the the length. It's it is a little heavier, but honestly at six three. I think he'd be happy with the Nalo as well. I can't think of a time where I've really ever regretted getting the Nalo. Yeah. It's always been a great, great tent. It's long enough for me at 6'2". Um, it's always been comfortable inside. It's warm. It's 
not so massive that it's hard to find places to set up. Now if you're in Sweden, depending on where you are, you're probably not setting the tent up in trees all the time because from what I've seen in pictures of Sweden, there's often a lot of open uh, tundra and those types of things. So maybe the room is uh, like the, the footprint size is not as big of a deal. But anyway, I, I do like the Nalo GT. That's probably one of my favorites, but that Kitem is cool. Yeah, it is. It's a sweet it's tent. A, just huge. <laughs> lots of room inside. And yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else? Any? Oh, and the one, then the one other brand that I suggested to him looking into is Stevenson Warm Light. Mm. Are you guys familiar with that brand? I I'm very familiar with them, but I know Brandon's not. So, so inform Brandon <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> oh, right. I've heard Greg talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Stevenson Warm Light, they've been making tunnel style tents for um, a long time, 50, 40 years, something like that, 40, 50 years. And these things are ultra light and solid in the in a storm. They're lighter, they're definitely not quite built quite as durable as a Hilleberg, but they're lighter weight by quite a bit. Um, they are, um, I mean, so the Stevens Warm Light I had, I had the three person, the three R. It was like just under four pounds for three people plus gear inside. And I had that thing in like 70 mile per hour winds and it did not budge. Not even close. Oh. Staked down with four stakes. No guy lines on the outside. And it just didn't even move. Actually, it was staked down with two, four, five, six, seven, eight. Probably eight stakes. Yeah, that's a lot. But no guy lines. Um, on the outside, and and that thing just didn't even didn't even budge. the The fabric flapped in the wind, but that was it. The poles that they use, they use a, a bigger diameter aluminum pole that's pre bent, and they're a little fragile when they're not put together. But when they're put together and they're in the tent, they they are they don't bend in the wind. I mean, they're solid. And they say that if you get the wind stabilizers on the inside, um, they'll sew in these straps on the inside that attach the um, sections of the pole to the stakeout points. And you tension those, and they've tested them up to like 180 miles per hour, and and they are solid, mm. like up to 100. But they're awesome, and they're really light. You can get a two-person one that's like two pounds. I mean, wicked light. And they're four season. Are they wicked expensive? Yeah. <laughs> they're Hilleberg pricey. Yeah. Around a thousand bucks. Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. Like eight, like nine ninety nine up to thirteen hundred dollars. But so. the thirteen hundred dollar one's a five person, right? There's a three person. Thirteen hundred. Uh, twelve forty two. Okay, so you can also get these tents with like side windows and stuff. Like mine had a flap that you could unzip on the side and open it up and you'd have like two windows on the on the side um, actually on both sides and so you could get like full on on a on a warm summer day you could get a breeze blowing through that whole thing I mean you could it was awesome and it was still solid in a storm and and uh, and weatherproof and everything of that tent, that tent versus the Hilleberg, my wife preferred the Hilleberg because she didn't have to carry it. So um, <laughs> she preferred the Hilleberg because the Hilleberg, the 
was taller so she could sit up in it more easily. Um, didn't have condensation issues as much. The Stevenson Warm Light does sometimes have condensation issues. You have to be um, be careful about how you how you set it up and sometimes you just get higher humidity nights or whatever else where you, or or a still night with no wind where you're going to get condensation in the Stevenson Warm Light more than in the Hilleberg because it's more of a single wall tent. Um, anyway, those tents are awesome, and I sold mine a few years back uh, because we just used the Hilleberg all the time, and I regret it. That was such a cool tent. I miss that tent a lot. Um, had a lot of a lot of cool trips with that tent, so that's one worth looking at too. Um, they're kind of a a unique company, um, Stevenson Warmlight. They make they make some unique gear. They make sleeping bags that are I, I used one of their sleeping bags. Um, a guy uh, out of California that I met a while back, he sent me one to test out, and so I used it on a couple of winter trips. And I've never slept better on a winter, like full-on winter, negative 10 degree temperatures stuff. I've never slept better than in that tent, in that sleeping bag. They're really cool designs, um, and their their sleeping bag designs are modular sleeping bags that can be comfortable from 60 degrees to negative 60 degrees which is just nuts um, and anyway they were they were sweet but they're expensive I mean $1,300 plus <laughs> so. Jason's face I was yeah just looking at one 1234 up to 1639 so good value yeah I think Stevenson Warmlight I think I ran into their company when I was like 12 years old and geeking out on gear that might have been one of the first times I ran into like nudity online because <laughs> they're the company way they sleep naked the, the, yes the company back in the day the guy that started it um, I don't know his name I don't remember his name but the guy that started the company the dad uh, he was big into like nudism and stuff and so I guess their catalog from back in the day was just like full of naked people and tents and sleeping bags and whatever else so there's that <laughs> well there's, there you go um, their website their current website does not have that on there you are it's fine like family friendly you don't friendly. have to be in safe mode <laughs> right so anyway um cool cool company though they make really cool stuff and I've heard, I've read online some uh, horror stories about customer service, but I've, any interaction I've had with them has been really positive. They've been great. And so I, I like that company a lot. They only sell direct. I'd love, I wish that was a brand we could carry, but we can't. They only sell direct, but they do make some really cool stuff. It's just pricey. And if I was comparing Hilleberg to Stevenson Warmlight, I would say they're both similar in quality. And design, they're just different. Hilleberg's going to be much more durable over the long term, um, but the Stevenson Warm Light's lighter and really kind of a the ultimate tool for a certain type of user. So they're sweet. Anyway, all right. So that's it. Uh, anything you guys want to add? I think that's good. Alrighty. Well, thanks for joining us for the podcast today. Hopefully. Um, you learned something from that, and for the uh, the guy that wrote us the letter, hopefully you enjoyed our answer and found it insightful. 
Um, if you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and also uh, please share with your friends and leave us a friendly review if you would. Um, you can also check out our website, gear30.com. That's spelled out G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com. Right now, as we speak, we have a Father's Day um, sale going on. I'm not sure that it's going to be going. It might. This yeah, might hit after this, Pause might be, it might be too late. after Father's Day. But if not, uh, check that out for last-minute Father's Day gifts. And um, if you're in town, though, um, if you're in town, you can hear this in Ogden or, or nearby. It's uh, 20% off one full-price item in store now through Saturday. Nice. If you're hearing this on Monday, you just missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. And then, uh, yeah, so I think that's it. Uh, check out our social media stuff. We're, we're there. You can Gear find 30. us. Yeah, Gear 30. And, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode. See you out there. <laughs>